Welcome, everyone, to the Talking Reef Podcast. Questions and comments are always welcome. Please send them to podcast at talkingreef.com. And don't forget to visit our website at www.talkingreef.com. Now, here's the show. I'd like to welcome everybody to the Talking Reef Podcast. In this podcast, I'm going to try to cover many aspects of saltwater fish and reef tanks. I'm going to cover as many things as possible from beginner to advanced topics. I will likely stick with beginner and intermediate topics in the beginning, uh, at least until the show gets rolling and uh, we get more advanced questions. Uh, at that point, we'll, we'll probably cover some of the advanced topics as, as best as I can. Um, I'm going to be covering items like lighting, filtration methods, uh, water current, uh, and of course, husbandry of corals and fish. First, I'd like to get uh, tell you a little bit about me. My name is Rob. I've been keeping saltwater fish tanks and reef tanks for a couple years now. Uh, first, I, I'm, I'm by no means an expert. Uh, I have a lot of experience to share. Uh, I'd love to be able to help people out and create a nice interactive community, a community where newcomers will not be looked down upon for asking basic questions. Uh, this was a problem for me when I first started, and as I'm on the internet, in various different forums and bulletin boards. I see this problem come up a lot for, for many newcomers. Uh, it seems to be difficult sometimes to get good help without uh, being knocked for not doing all of your homework or you know, making an impulse purchase of, of a new coral or a new fish before you knew everything about it. While I don't recommend it, um, there, there seems to be a lot better way to handle this than than what happens in a lot of these internet forums. So we're going to try to keep a, an open mind to the real world and uh, welcome newcomers and, and their questions with you know very uh, very nicely. Uh, one important thing I want to say, and this is mostly my disclaim, uh, disclaimer, um, and I'll probably bring it up many times in the podcast to follow because it, it tends to be uh, important. Uh, there is by no means a right way or correct way to take care of a saltwater fish tank or a reef tank. There are many wrong ways. Um, the items I'm going to be discussing and the questions I'll be answering, um, all my answers are going to be based on my own research and my own opinions based on what's worked well for me and for other uh, people that I know in the hobby that, that keep very similar things or, or have similar interests. So. Um, some care methods and treatments both tend to, tend to stir up a lot of controversy. Um, there was a, something I read on a forum once, and it always comes back. You know, there's, there's the only thing that two reefers can agree upon is what the third is doing wrong. And that, that really seems to take effect in a lot of things that we do here. Um, the one thing that I do want to stress is you know, people do things wrong and people do things right. And uh, if you come and bring your questions and they happen to be the wrong way, we'll, we'll do our best to try to get your situation corrected, get your problems solved, and you'll never be looked down upon or, or flogged because you aren't doing it the same way as everybody else or the way that everybody says is the best way. Like I said, there is no right way. Uh, we'll, we're, I'm just going to try to keep you from doing things the wrong way. Um, 
the one thing that I really don't want is somebody sending a flaming, flaming email telling me that my methods are all wrong. Uh, basically all my recommendations I give are based on my experience. I will not give any recommendations or any questions or any answers based on something that I have not, that I don't believe in, that has failed me. Um, if I ever give any recommendations or answer any questions about something that I've not experienced firsthand, um, I'll usually add a comment to it, you know, basically, here's the answer to the question, but I don't know this from experience. It was something I, I read or something that a, a friend or a, a fellow uh, reefer had experienced. So with that said, um, enough of the disclaimer stuff. I'd like to share with you some of the ways that you can contribute to the show. I'm always looking for listener comments and questions, and this is really what's going to drive the podcast going forward. So if you have questions or comments, there are two good ways to get them on the air. Uh, first, as always, you can write me an email, a uh, text-based email. Uh, I'm going to do my best to get every question on the air, get them answered uh, the best way that I can. Is what you can do is send in an, an audio comment or an audio question. Uh, simply record your comment or question on your computer, uh, save it as an MP3 file, and email it to me. Uh, when I get comments and questions like that, I can simply put them right into the podcast and put, put you right on the air with me. <clears throat> One of the other things that I'm interested in, in receiving, hopefully, is some listener reviews. Um, if you want to record a, a review of a product or, or something, just send it to me in audio format and I'll, I'll get those on the air too. Uh, if you want more information on what to include in uh, product reviews or anything like that, uh, simply send me an email and uh, I will get back to you and let you know the types of things I'm, I'm looking for um, or stuff to add into it. If you've got any questions about uh, what to include in the in the audio files or how to format the audio files, uh, simply just you know shoot me an email and we'll get all that stuff answered so you can get your stuff on the air. Uh, now, where do you send them once you create your file? Well, that's pretty simple. Um, if you have any questions or comments as we, we just discussed, just send them to podcast at talkingreef.com. It's podcast at T-A-L-K-I-N-G R-E-E-F dot com or simply go to the website of course www.talkingreef.com uh, feel free to go there check out the site register uh, we've got some forums um, and that's where the podcasts are going to be published uh, I'm sure you already know you've probably been there to download this one um, so basically with that said uh, I'm going to go on to a couple other topics here some of the other things that we're looking for are other ways that you can contribute, um, things that I'm looking for to make the show go better, uh, make the show better going forward. Um, first one is a co-host. Uh, I've been listening to podcasts for a while, and the one thing that I found is having somebody else on the air, somebody to interact with, usually makes the, the shows much more entertaining, much more fun to listen to, much more interactive. Um, so. You know, I'm going to make the call out right now. If there's anybody out there that's got good experience in the hobby, um, or even a little bit of good experience that really wants to to help me out here and try to add to the show and make it better, um, just shoot me an email uh, at the email address that I gave earlier, 
and we'll see what we can do to work something out. Um, some of the other things I'm going to be looking for are uh, guest hobbyists on the show. Um, you know, if you're not interested in becoming, you know, a permanent co-host of it, um, but you'd like to interact with it and get on the air for an episode here or there occasionally, um, just to do some interactive questions and answers or anything like that, just maybe discuss some topics, we can do that. Uh, again, just shoot me an email if you want to do some guest spots. Um, and hopefully if this show grows and the popularity grows, um, I'd like to try to get some guest speakers, some some professionals in the hobby, some people that really know what they're talking about and can go real in-depth with some Q&A from the listeners. Um, of course, that's probably in the distant future um, if this podcast takes off and we get a, a, a good demand for something like that. So that's what this podcast is about and some of the things that I'm looking for. There's still many aspects of the show that I really need to iron out and over time I will. Uh, some of the things like the overall format and the layout of the show, uh, I still really need to work some of that out. Most of that's going to be driven off of user feedback or uh, listener feedback, um, some of the responses that I get to see what people want and how they'd like to see this, the show structured. Um, that's really what's most important to me. I want to provide the information to the listeners the best that I can. So it's it's open to recommendation. The other thing is, you know, total length of the show. I'm not sure if it's going to be a 10-minute, 20-minute, hour-long uh, podcast and how often it will be published, whether that's going to be published on a, you know, every couple days, once a week, every Friday, you know, maybe you know, once every two weeks. It really depends on, on the type of demand and really how much free time I have to, to get the episodes out. But I'm going to, at this point, I'm going to strive for at least once a week, hopefully um, around week, you know, as the weekend comes on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, um, new episodes will be released. Um, and of course, other highlights to the, to the layout of the, the shows, you know, they'll be added in the future as stuff comes up. Um, well, you know, at this point, before we get into the real topics, um, this is where I'd like to take, you know, the questions and answers. Um, but since this is the first episode and nobody read my mind, well, I don't really have anything to answer. No questions, no feedback. So hopefully, um, from this point forward, nobody has to read my mind because here I am asking everybody out there for questions and comments. Um, if you've got questions regarding, you know, new saltwater reef tank care, um, advanced topics, some problems that you're having, anything that you can think of that's related, um, even regarding equipment or anything like that, shoot it up, shoot it over to me in an email and we will get it on the air and do the best that we can to uh, get your, your questions answered. Um, so at this point I would like to move on to at least the first topic for for this episode. Uh, what I'm going to start with this time is uh, something very basic since this is the first podcast and we don't really have a lot to work off of just yet. So I'm going to start at the beginning. Um, this is usually one of the first questions any experienced reefer gets. Um, and for those newcomers, uh, first, you know, beginning to the hobby, a reefer is a term that's used for someone who keeps coral reef tanks, and it's not a drug reference, so don't worry about that. Um, so the question is, how can I keep a saltwater fish, fish tank too? Um, what, what is needed? Um, 
this really isn't an easy question to answer. Um, and I could definitely, there's no way I could cover everything in, in one show right now. So I'm going to touch on some main points and uh, we'll go into greater detail into those in future shows. So some of the main points that we're going to touch on in, the, in, the, in this is regarding saltwater care is, first of all, it's, it's very different than a freshwater tank. Um, I've kept freshwater tanks for many, many years, and switching over to saltwater tank was, was kind of difficult. There's a lot of philosophies that change, a lot of things that change when, when you go to a saltwater tank versus a uh, freshwater tank. Um, lighting, filtration, um, the types of fish, husbandry of the fish, it, it, a lot of it really changes. Um, one of the other big things is it is definitely more expensive. Um, that can be a lot or it can be little. If you're going to go with something just as simple as a fish-only tank, um, the cost will definitely be less if you go than if you go with a full-blown reef tank. Um, there's a lot of things that are needed in a saltwater tank to keep um, filtration right, lighting, and so on and so forth. Not to mention, you know, the the inhabitants of your tank itself. Um, Straight-up fish prices. Um, saltwater or marine fish are definitely more expensive. Um, that can be by a lot or a little. Um, you know, some extremely common saltwater tanks, uh, saltwater fish like damsels and some uh, clownfish and stuff like that can can be quite cheap. You know, in the range of a couple dollars, definitely less than ten dollars for a lot of them. Um, and they can range up to, you know, stuff that you'll find in your your local fish store. You know, up in the range of twenty, thirty, even sixty, seventy, eighty, ninety dollars uh, for a single fish, and then you can get into the more extremely rare species, which you can easily break a grand uh, on a fish. So there's definitely a difference ex in expense. Uh, the third point, um, basically, is there's um, the care needs, the needs and the care of the tank are a lot different. Um, it's much more difficult to you know, say go on vacation for a week and just forget about the tank. Um, there's a lot of things that need to be taken care of on, um, at the very least, uh, every couple days. Or in some cases, if you have your tank set up right, you can get, you can get by with a week or so without um, any real care. If you're using automatic feeders and auto uh, top-off systems to maintain water levels and stuff like that, if you have a stable tank. Um, but the the care needs are definitely greater it is it is more demanding um, one of the important things to remember um, and this is for my fourth point is that it's not impossible or even hard um, when you get into the reef tanks uh, things definitely get more difficult uh, and more technical there's a lot more things that need to be learned but it's it's by no means impossible um, you know when you're dealing with simple fish tanks and fi you know fish only tanks where you're not dealing with uh, the invertebrates. Um, the, the care is not extremely difficult. It is definitely a little bit more money to get started up. Um, it's really not. It's not that hard. Uh, that, that's something that usually scares a lot of people off. Is they think, oh my God, okay, it's it, it's going to be so impossible to keep this. I'm going to have to take care of it, you know, five times a day. And it, that's really just not the case. Um, so it's. The one thing to remember, it's definitely doable by even you know your common people that just don't have a lot of time to devote. Um, that you know, 
I mean, you do need some time, but it's not something that you have to babysit every five minutes. So, uh, and, and to add to that point, it does take dedication. Um, it, you really, you know, if you can get your system to be self-reliant and, and doesn't need a lot of care, it does, that care that you do provide does need to be constant. If you get it to a point where it's, the care is provided every couple days, you do have to be consistent. You have to be there every couple days to, to check your water, check your water chemicals, the parameters, add uh, top off water, stuff like that. It, it, it's not something you can just drop. Like, a, you know, you know, fortunately a freshwater tank, you, you can really forget about it for a couple days or a couple weeks even. Um, even longer if you've got some kind of auto feeder, if your fish are fed, you know, your, your water levels can go down in your tank and you're not going to do any serious harm in a, in a saltwater tank that's very different. You really can't let that kind of stuff happen. Um, so, at this point, we're going to go into a little bit more detail and discuss um, some of the many technical differences between, you know, saltwater tanks and freshwater tanks, and, and the type of stuff that's needed to get a saltwater tank set up and running. Um, the first thing I'm going to discuss is filtration. Uh, filtration um, is a widely, very widely debated topic when it comes to saltwater and reef tanks. Um, there is no right way. Um, they go from one extreme to another. Um, some people go very, very technical with a lot of equipment, a lot of hardware. Um, somebody like me goes very natural. Um, my main reef tank has absolutely no mechanical filters. Um, for a seasoned reefer, that's not going to come as a shock. For somebody that's new or somebody that's switching over from a freshwater tank, um, that's going to come as a major shock, as it did to me when I first switched over. The the idea of not having any filter pads or um, anything like that to, to filter the water is just it's mind-boggling for for somebody that's new to it. Um, but there's a lot of different filtration methods, um, some expensive, some less expensive. Um, so it it really does vary. There, there's everything from using the the technology, the, the mechanical filters and UV sterilizers and protein skimmers and stuff like that. Um, you know, using live rock and live sand as filtration, um, as I do. Uh, there's also people that use just live rock and actually keep bare bottom tanks. Uh, this works for a lot of people. It's not something I do. Um, uh, I have seen some very some very nice looking tanks that are bare bottom tanks, and I've seen some that weren't as nice looking, just as I have with uh, pretty much any other style of keeping your tank. Um, so filtration is something that I could go on for hours and hours about. I'm gonna I'm gonna cut it short right here, and hopefully in a in a future episode we're gonna discuss the many different types of filtration and when to use where and and what each of them do and uh, how they're better and worse than each other. Uh, so the next thing I'm going to talk about is lighting. Lighting in a saltwater tank um, is different, can be different than a freshwater tank, and can vary drastically from one saltwater tank to another depending on the needs of the inhabitants in your tank. Um, you can go from anything from normal output fluorescence, um, like you would see in normal freshwater tanks. Um, there's also power compacts, which are Basically, a higher output fluorescent bulb. They are 
they put out more watts, more lumens, um, and use up less space and usually generate a fairly low amount of heat, although some can get pretty hot. Uh, a step up from there are high output fluorescence and very high output fluorescence, also known as HO bulbs and VHO bulbs. Um, these are used to provide uh, strong fluorescent lighting. Um, and then the the big daddy of them all that most real reefers know is the, the metal halide lights. These are large, powerful, very, very strong, very bright uh, incandescent style bulbs. Um, they're not fluorescent. They're single point light sources. They add a very nice glimmer effect to the tank um, and of course they are usually much more expensive. Um, so, I mean, as you can see there, ju just right here we've already covered you know five different lighting types and, and each has their own place depending on the style of tank you're doing and the type of inhabitants that you have um, going on feeding and normal maintenance is is also uh, something that's important um, doing regular water changes uh, probably one of the the number one things in saltwater tank care is regular water changes uh, depending on the type of tank you're running um, new saltwater tanks usually require, until they become stable, consistent water changes at least weekly, 10% uh, water changes weekly. Um, there's some important things to, to note about water changes. Um, unlike a freshwater tank, you can't just, you cannot empty your tank and, and refill it full of salt water. Um, there's a lot of uh, chemicals and bacteria and uh, good bacteria, of course, that's, that's needed and that's maintained in the water column um, or in the, the water of the tank. And if you pull all that out, um, you're going to majorly disrupt your tank and um, cause your tank to go into uh, through a new cycle process. Um, a cycle process, also known as a nitrogen cycle, is something that I will probably discuss, probably discuss in the next episode. I'm not going to go into a whole lot of detail right now. Um, definitely if you want more information right now uh, there's loads of information on the internet um, or I you know like I said I, I will go into some more detail later um, but water changes are important you do have to be consistent with them um, keep them you know keep them coming um, some more mature tanks can go longer periods of time um, if they're stable for example my main reef tank, I, I usually do about six weeks between water changes. Um, so it, it really depends on how you care for your tank. Um, one of the other things that I did want to mention that I, I should have mentioned earlier is um, the tank size. Tank sizes um, really make an important difference when you're dealing with, with, fresh, uh, with saltwater tanks. Um, a lot of new people will think, uh, newcomers to the hobby will think, well, I'll just get a small tank and that'll make the cost lower and it'll be easier to take care of. Um, while it's true that your initial startup costs are, are less, the smaller the tank, the more work that you have to put into it. Um, there's a, a saying that nothing good happens fast. Uh, and that is very abundantly clear in uh, saltwater tanks. Uh, bad things happen very fast in small tanks. Um, good things happen very slow. If you have any kind of chemical imbalance or um, chemical spike or anything like that, uh, bacteria or infection, those things can overtake a small tank very, very quickly. 
so they do require a lot of care, a lot more frequent water changes, uh, water testing, uh, observation and everything. So that's uh, an important thing to note that um, usually um, a 55 gallon tanker larger is recommended for a, a new a newcomer to the hobby. Um, and a little bit on that, some of the other things to to keep in mind, water testing. Um, there's basically four or five um, basic things that need to be tested on a on a normal basis. The first one is your your salt grade, your specific gravity, the salinity level, um, which is the amount of salt in the tank. Um, you have to get a, a regular measurement on that to make sure that you maintain um, a salinity level or specific gravity of about 35 parts per million or in the specific gravity is usually about 1.026 uh, is usually where I keep my tanks uh, which I find is the closest to uh, a natural tropical reef. Um, there's other things like temperature and stuff like that that are important. I usually keep my tanks at about 80, 81 to 82 degrees. Um, I will get into that a lot more um, as these episodes go on and why I keep it there. A lot of times when you go on to the online uh, fish and saltwater fish and coral retailers online, you'll see some very generic temperatures of you know 76 to 78 or 74 to 78. I, I usually find that to be too cold. Um, I usually keep mine up a little bit higher. Other things that need to be monitored in a tank are uh, certain chemical levels such as your uh, pH level, um, your nitrate levels and nitrite levels. Uh, also another important level is your ammonia levels. Um, these are just some various things that need to be watched and monitored on a, on a normal or constant basis in your tank. Uh, those are used to determine you know, if, if the health of your tank is good, whether your filtration is working, and stuff like that. Um, there's other things like filter care. Um, if you are one that's going to actually use mechanical filtration, carbon pads, um, floss pads, stuff like that, um, it's very important that those get changed. Uh, when, when you don't change those, it's more than just not filtering out the water. You get certain types of bacteria growth that can they colonize in those. And when they're kept in check, they're good to have in there. But in high amounts, it can cause some, can basically spell disaster for your tank if those aren't changed on a regular basis. Um, so th those are some of the beginning items that uh, started with. And at this point, I'm probably going to cut the episode off. Uh, I don't want to sit here and go on for, God, I could go on for hours about so many different things. Um, so that's about all for this episode. Uh, I'd really love to get into more detail, uh, but it's just it's going to take too much time. Uh, that's what future episodes are for. Uh, so let me know what you think. Uh, is it too short? Is it too long? Um, too general, not general enough, do you want more specifics, um, just, you know, shoot me an email, let me know. Uh, your comments and feedbacks are, feedback uh, is always welcome. Uh, don't forget to send in any questions that you want or comments that you'd like to get on the air. Uh, that's pretty much it for tonight. Uh, I'm going to work on the next episode uh, the next day or two, so hopefully we'll get that uh, pretty soon, and uh, I will talk to you later. Good night.